Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, welcome everyone to Daily Distraction here on Fightful.com. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by the good Joel Holbert. How you doing, buddy? Um, I'm less great for being called good. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm a little bit scared, Jeremy. We've spoken about wrestling an awful lot in the recent days because usually we pretend to talk about wrestling, but yesterday we actually spoke about it. We kind of jumped the shark a little bit and began to you know discuss professional wrestling. So my fear is I think we're going to continue that today. That's what I'm told. That's what I've read online. Uh, so I'm hoping we get through it safely because we're almost there, right? We're almost to the show shows. Sources indicate that we will talk about more wrestling today. Oh, no. uh, I can confirm those reports we are going to if you missed yesterday's show we had part one of our wrestlemania preview talked about all the big matches universal title match wwe title match orton and edge the uh raw and nxt women's title belts cena and wyatt undertaker and styles i think that was all we hit uh yesterday Mm -hmm. and today we're going to talk about everything we didn't get to yesterday i know people are clamoring for the takes on the smackdown women's title match and alistair black and and bobby lashley and elias oh i have so much to say about elias and corbin joe so much to say This, (laughs) this this podcast might go long with all my thoughts on this match well i'm glad one of us has something to say about that match so you're gonna have to carry the load there but yes the rest of it I have at least one sentence to add, so um, this should be fun, certainly, but we do have some bracketology first, correct, as far as I know? Yes, we're going to, our March Madness preview, or not preview, our March Madness tournament is wrapping up, the final four is done, it's over, the final two are set, and I'm going to throw the bracket up on the screen, if you've been following along with this, we've run this tournament for a couple of weeks now, it's a completely original idea that no one else has ever done in life to vote on a 64 person thing inanimate object tournament during march and we've been running this for a couple weeks and here we are here's the finals aj styles against daniel bryan a main event in roh anywhere in the world 20 years ago wow i'm glad you give it the hard sell jeremy i'm glad you're here um AJ Styles is still beloved, and that's what's been proven from this. However, he is about to fall at the hands of Daniel Bryan, who has been the obvious winner since round one. <laughs> AJ, AJ Styles beat Adam Cole uh, 54.5% to 45.5%, and Daniel Bryan beat Asuka 69% to 31%. That was Bryan's worst showing, and he still got 69% of the votes. So that's how, how well Bryan has done in this tournament he is just kind of run through everybody styles yeah internet darling um people love aj styles people his promo work has been great his wrestling especially over the last decade has been fantastic but i there's no stopping daniel bryan there there's no stopping him i mean it's great to cut some cool promos in which you shoot on the business brother but (laughs) Only a month or so ago, even though it feels like 10 years ago, Daniel Bryan stole a pay-per-view with Drew Gulak. So 
simple mathematics tells me that we have a clear winner and it's Daniel Bryan. But we'll see what happens, right? You never know whose hands the poll will fall into. So we'll see what happens. I'm debating on adding 10%. Maybe that's high. Wow. Adding 10% to Styles' total if he defeats The Undertaker. Because you are convinced The Undertaker's winning this match. And I'm... Yeah. I'm not as convinced. And so I'm going to give AJ Styles some incentive to go out there in this pre-recorded match and try to defeat The Undertaker because not only does he get this victory, he gets 10% added to to his poll total and that that could swing the difference right there. I think it's just adorable that you think AJ could win this match. <laughs> I mean, unless I'm mistaken, Goldberg is basically framed as being like the baddest man on earth in WWE and Taker just beat him with a choke slam. So <laughs> like Taker is still that guy. No one's beating Taker unless very, very special circumstances. And AJ at 43 years of age, unfortunately, as highly as I think of the gentleman in a boneyard match, is not them circumstances. Poor um, Alan, as he's now known on TV, <laughs> will be buried alive, unfortunately. When was the last time Taker lost? Was it Man. the Roman match? I couldn't tell you what matches he's had since then. That was 2017, <laughs> right? Uh, the, yeah, he's had the the <laughs> Shane the Shane match. That was after the Roman. No, that, no, that yeah, <laughs> no, the Shane match was first. Yeah, the yeah. Shane match was first. So it was the Roman yeah. match. Everyone thought he was going to retire. He didn't, and then. I don't Should remember. I actually do the research here, or are we just going to? Because I mean, we <laughs> nah. can we can try just tackle our way through it. But yeah, I this is great this... radio of trying to recall. He had the match with Drew and Shane last year that him and Roman yes. won. He had the Goldberg match that he won. He had the he won the Mountain Cup or he pinned Styles. Um, what did he do at Mania Thirty Four? Was that the Cena match Mania Thirty Four? Yes. Okay. okay, I've got it here, Jeremy. I've got it. I've prepared. Okay. <laughs> See, the Cena match was his first match after the Roman match. Okay. Then he defeated Rusev in a memorable uh, casket match that we oh, all recall. Super memorable. He then had a house show match at MSG. Ah, oh, he lost to Triple H, of course. <laughs> at Super Showdown in a 27 minutes. Oh, uh, God. Wow. And DX beat the Brothers of Destruction, too. I like how oh, we just man. blocked out those two Saudi shows. Like that oh, Triple H man. match was bad, god awful bad. That did not put a smile the, on my face. I was watching Kane's interview of Austin, you know, on the, the network yeah, yeah. shows, and I was really enjoying it. And then he dropped this, like, and I finally got to have that dream match, you know, Brothers of Destruction versus <laughs> DX, and it showed the picture, and I was like, did he have to remind me of this? Did any of this have to be brought back to my mind? But I didn't realize they lost that match. Um, so I guess Triple H has has his number, right? After losing to him three times at WrestleMania, he figured it out. <laughs> Cracked the code. Triple H just had to get those wins back after those losses. That's crazy. That's actually hilarious. That wasn't a bit. We need to be clear about this. That was not a bit. We legitimately didn't know if he'd lost the match. No. And of course Triple H beat him. Of course, obviously, right? <laughs> I'd, I'd blocked that that DX Brothers of Destruction match as well. Shawn Michaels still retired at, at 26, as far as I'm concerned. Like he didn't he didn't wrestle again. I mean, I think most people don't even have to block it out. They just don't know it happened. So <laughs> that's true. It's fine. It was what it was. It was it was good comedy. If you don't care about anyone involved, <laughs> if you care, I'd imagine it was pretty sad. Triple yes. H Triple H won that match with a torn pec too. 
He did, yeah. That's the only part I remember of it. And I remember Sean doing like a moonsault off the top and just everyone... Yeah, no him. one caught him. <laughs> Pete Chrisley. Uh, Wonderful. Well, if AJ can somehow win this match, yes, I'll yeah. give him 10%. All right? I'm going to... Extra incentive out there, AJ. That's what you're getting from me. Assuming he hasn't like learned how to do the pedigree, he's not winning the match. So... He... You can do it. You can add 20. You can do whatever you want. It's not happening <laughs> in my mind because he has not got the pedigree and he's Arsenal with boobs. Don't doubt Alan Jones. He might pull out oh. that pedigree in this match. You never know. He might pull out the Faith Breaker. And if oh. he does the Faith Breaker, it's all over for The Undertaker. The more I talk about this match, the more I'm, I'm fearful of it. I really am. I, both that and the other, the Cena deal, it, the more I discuss it, the more ominous it becomes in my mind. If you want to listen to us really dive into the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse match where we pitch a bunch of ideas that are never going to get used, uh, you can listen to yesterday's show. And yeah, we we advocate for for a Fred Durst cameo. Joe is extremely worried about this Firefly Funhouse match. I'm I'm extremely excited for it. Yeah, I um, I feel like this is going to be something that I absolutely hate. And I could easily just pretend I like it, but I feel that you're going to bring it onto my feed an awful lot, and other people are. We're all going to talk about how good John's acting is, and it's all just <laughs> going to be very, very sad times for me, I think. But we'll see. I'll go into it with open mind. There is only 25 matches on this year's WrestleMania double card, so you know, I'm sure it will come and go quickly, Jeremy. <laughs> Uh, Joe will have the, the finals up between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan up on his Twitter at Joe Hobart five. It'll run mm -hmm. all through WrestleMania. So it's going to run yes. all weekend. It's a poll too big for, for one day. We're going to run it all weekend and then the finals will be, it'll be over and we'll crown a winner on Tuesday's episode of the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I was not distracted there, pun intended. I was looking at the WrestleMania card in preparation for a question I hoped you wouldn't ask me about which of the matches remaining I want to talk about. And my answer after looking at the card is I'm not sure, Jeremy. So <laughs> when we get to WrestleMania, if you can lead there, very much appreciated. Well, we're going to get to WrestleMania right okay. now. And okay. Joe, which matches are you looking forward to <laughs> that we haven't talked about? Well, I did have one in my back pocket, Jeremy, because I believe, unless I'm mistaken, we did not discuss... Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan, not. which I, I believe is on this card, correct? Yes, yes. it is. Yeah. That'll be good, right? <laughs> I when they, when they announced that last week when Gulak pinned Nakamura and it was official that we're getting Bryan and Zayn, like, yeah, most years it'd be like, awesome. Give me Daniel Bryan Ooh. against Sami Zayn. This is great. And this year, because I'm just, like, down on the show in general, I'm just like, all right, it's cool. It'll probably be good. But they're going to go out there and wrestle in front of nobody. And yeah. it's, it's just, I feel like this match is just going to be sad more than memorable. Yeah, it's interesting. We were talking yesterday about like being bummed out that the Edge match hasn't, isn't going to have fans and stuff. And to be honest, I was surprised this didn't come up because I am pretty bummed out that this match will be in this environment. Because this should actually be a cool WrestleMania moment in the sense that it's a really strange one when you look at who's at ringside and stuff. It's a very odd match for the IC title. Look, if we're being honest, it isn't um, – if I said to you when Sami Zayn came up, he's going to wrestle Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania for the IC title, you'd have thought one thing. That isn't really how Sami's represented, right? Like, I don't, I don't think I'm being overly critical in saying it ain't what we would envision when we thought Sami Zayn in a continental champion. But he is great at this character, 
Um, and Brian is great, so I'm sure they'll make the most of it. Even if the WWE Universe is not in attendance, Jeremy, they will make the most of it and put smiles on faces. And um, Drew Gulak's there, Cesaro's there, Shinsuke's there, Michael Cole will be there, I assume. So everyone's going to have fun. And I, I think this will be the highlight of the matches we have not discussed so far. I really have nothing more to say about it because, like, it has very much felt like a match built under the weirdest circumstances ever. It's been on TV every week, but there's nothing really to it beyond just they were kind of mean to Drew one time. Yeah, that's the other thing is there's no there's no great like backstory or anything mm. to this. They just kind of Sammy won the Intercontinental title and he's hiding behind Cesaro and Shinsuke and they just bumped into Drew and Brian and then that's your feud. <laughs> like there's no yeah. substance to this match. I mean, he got really unlucky there, Sammy, because these empty arena shows, I'd imagine there's only a few people backstage. So for him to bump into one of the only guys that can beat him easily is a real tough draw for him. But, look, I think I've seen in Brian's matches, I guess he only did one match in the empty arena, right? But it turned into a tag. They did something. I can't remember. But Brian wrestles in a way that is, like, about as transferable to empty arena wrestling as you can get in the sense that he's wrestling like he's in a competition, not doing the kind of like looking to the audience at all times kind of deal. So I think they'll make the most of it. I think they'll turn out a good match. What that means in this circumstance, I have no idea. It's a cool IC title match on paper. It'll be fun in history. What it is on Saturday or Sunday, no clue. Do you think they just go like total insider in this match? And so you've got Cesaro and Gulak at ringside and they do something cool. And Cesaro's like trying to chant like, this is awesome. And Gulak's chanting like, holy shit and stuff. And they're just like <laughs> hamming it up out there essentially because they realize the circumstances. And I mean, Cesaro and Gulak, not so much, but Cesaro definitely has the personality, uh, especially being the heel. He just be like, this is awesome. And then he's yelling at Michael yeah. Cole to chant. This is awesome. You know, I don't know about that. That's about might be a bit far, but I do think that actually they're them being there, assuming they are at ringside, because they may not be there. Like they may just have totally avoided that whole thing. But assuming they're there, they could add a, an environment, an atmosphere, I should say, that helps it a little bit. If that makes sense. Like if they actually are audibly cheering on their guy, not in perhaps the way that you framed it, but just in some type of way, making some noise, it could be a. a a smaller version of what AEW's been trying to do with the fans at either side of the ring, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, that's something. I don't know. I'm really interested in length with stuff like this. Like, I don't know how long any of these matches are going to go. And Brian and Zayn is an example of, like, what do you do with this? Is this just an eight-minute match? Are they going to go 20 minutes like there's an audience there? I have no clue. I can't imagine. Look, I would typically love a 20-minute Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn match. 20 minutes in front of an empty arena. I, mm. They can probably do it. It can come close. Omega and Trent had a good nearly, I think that match went 19 minutes on, on AEW. So it's not like it's impossible, but with the WWE style, I, I think it can be, it's it's close to impossible. Um, yeah. And Bryan, like that chain wrestling, yeah, it translates well with no audience. I don't know how that's going to translate well, how it's going to translate with no audience to the people just watching at home, like these holds and counters yeah. and stuff. <laughs> like the crowd making noise will enhance that. Gulak should be there slapping the ring apron and stuff. Like maybe they can make the most out of this. I don't know. I, I have faith in Brian and Sammy to pull something good out of each other and out of this situation. So what you're saying is the long empty arena matches should be saved for the real stars like Damian Priest and 
Dominic Dijakovic, right? That That's match, what you're saying? That match wasn't good. Like, I'm I'm sorry yeah. to anybody who enjoyed that triple threat match on NXT. Those guys were out there just trying to kill each other to to nothing, and it's just like this this isn't good. And it was weird. Yeah. Speaking of know. that, we've got this ladder match that. It's the Miz and John Morrison defending the SmackDown tag team titles against the Usos, New Day, and New Day, Kofi, Kofi, and Big E. A ladder match in front of no one, Joe. Look, they, I I don't have high hopes for this. Look, I man, really do. I, I better not see any craziness in this deal. I mean, look, I understand the situation these men are in and they've put themselves in it. This is not a me versus WWE thing, but, like, seriously... If I see one of these gentlemen breaking a ladder with their spine, we need to seriously investigate what their mindset is right now because this is craziness. An empty arena ladder match is no good for anyone. We don't need this. We do not need this under any circumstances. So I hope everyone um, is safe here in the professional wrestling sense and does a ladder match constructed around the idea of trying to get a belt from up above the ring and not a ladder match constructed around oh my God, look how many ladders are being broken on these men's bodies. <laughs> because if that's the case, it's going to be uncomfortable viewing. And I mean that, like, actual uncomfortable viewing because it, those matches are really, like, genuinely violent. And when you have crowds popping, there is a method to that madness in its own weird way. In an empty arena with just Michael Cole screaming a lot, it is going to come across insane. There's not only a method to the madness with the crowd crowd popping there's there's obviously the big adrenaline boost everyone gets from the crowd keith lee talked about this and he's like you know when the when the crowd's there and i got the adrenaline going i get hit it's not a big deal he's like i got hit by dajakovic and i it felt like my eardrum busted and i just i i couldn't move i couldn't think i couldn't do anything he's like typically that i wouldn't think twice about it it'd be fine you can't fall in the words of Jim Ross. How do you learn how to fall off a 20 foot ladder? But how do you learn how to do it when there's nobody around to like cheer you on and like pick you up and boot? I don't need someone climbing to the, the top of the ladder and getting pushed over and you fall to ringside onto three tables yeah. or fall to ringside onto nothing, which would be even worse. Like I don't, I don't need any of that. Do this match like uh, Michaels and Ramon at SummerSlam 95 where I think the edict there was like, you can't use the ladder as a weapon. And they did. But like that was the whole thing, is they just tried to beat each other down and then climb the ladder. That's what you need to yeah. do. Yeah, it's a tool for drama, in theory. It's a tool, it's, a, it's basically just your false finish is climbing the ladder and being pulled down, if that makes sense, rather than it being what it's become, which is like a stunt show. I don't need to see that stunt show in this. I don't particularly enjoy it at any time. But in this circumstance, definitely not. But... I just always think the tag team titles are like, they can have the best year ever. They can have the best division on a brand. And at WrestleMania, whether there's a stadium there or an empty arena, it will always come down to some multi-team hodgepodge. Like it's, it always is this way, right? Like I remember when Usos and New Day did that feud on SmackDown, which was like an amazing feud. They had all these great matches. And by the time WrestleMania came around, it was like, how are they going to get both these teams into the match with the Bludgeon Brothers? Of course it was. That was what it always is. Like, and I get it. You want everyone on the show, and, and tag team wrestling is um, a priority in like in that it has main event matches on its own. It just isn't. So for them anyway. Um, so this is what you get. They did SmackDown last week. What are you talking about? Yeah, but SmackDown is Emerald. They're very strange shows, right? Now, you know, <laughs> and and also by the way, what falls any heel champion 
that interrupts number one contender match yes. expecting to get no opponent is a real fool. We need to discuss that. That's the utmost foolery. That's just awfulness. I, I tweeted that last week after it. It's just, this happens every single time. If it's a number one contender match and you interrupt it, the heel thinks, oh, I won't have to defend my titles now. And it's always turned into a triple threat, multi-man, whatever you want to call it. It's like, how have you not learned through 50 years of wrestling history? I, I don't think this gimmick goes back 50 years. But how have you not learned for at least 20 years of wrestling yeah. history that this has happened? Just let somebody win. And then you only got to face one person. Okay, so fleeting predictions here because we didn't touch on this earlier. Brian is winning the IC title, correct? Sure. Okay, Usos or New Day, which one is winning the tag titles? Miz and Morrison are retaining. Okay. I have no okay, idea just... why. They're okay. just going to retain. <laughs> okay, that's, what, that's what always what is hilarious to me. is like, if a match is built in this way, anyone could win it and it means nothing to you, right? And that is kind of indicative of saying, like, who's going to win that match? I don't know, dude. One of the people in it? I'm sure. Do what you want with it. Like, we have no more to it than that, so why... <laughs> Why, what is there to care about if we don't care who wins it at the end of the day? But yes, and I, I think well, it means it means even less under these circumstances because you're just going to get a winner, and then we don't even know if they're going to have shows three weeks from now. So yeah. if somebody's just going to win, they're going to be the champions, and there's no follow up or anything to it. So the winners, True. especially in these lesser matches, they they feel even more unimportant than usual. Yeah, but it is important in the stakes of like combined days as champion because if you can sure. win it here, <laughs> in Wikipedia terms, you probably won it last Wednesday if you win it on Saturday or Sunday. So therefore, I mean, you got a big reign ahead of you, man. You're gonna have like a hundred <laughs> days before you even defend that thing. So it's an important match, Jeremy. I hope they fought hard when they fought it whenever it was ten days ago. Do you think they they what's the stipulation? You got to defend the title in thirty days. I feel like that should just be the gimmick here and if the title doesn't get defended everyone just gets stripped okay i have to do this because you've now brought it up so i have to go on from a different <laughs> tangent i believe the rule is you are available to defend the title every 30 days and the reason i believe that jeremy is because i believe brock lesnar has been champion for 90 percent of the last six years <laughs> and i have seen that quote used in in Aggression against Brock so many times. And I have now decided that any time it is mentioned, I will suggest that it is actually available to defend. So in that case, Jeremy, everyone can remain champion because it is not their fault as champion. Does that make sense? All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad this has been, up, I'm glad this has been clarified. There's because... only so many times I can see Naomi <laughs> getting stripped of the title compared to Brock Lesnar before I just I hit a wall with this stuff. Okay? So <laughs> I appreciate you bringing it up, and I understand it was just a bridge to a bit. But I did want to use this opportunity to just make a stand against the constant trend that has been brought up time and time again. But yes, I believe it is if you are available to defend the title. I rest my case. All right. Well, then the champions are safe. Couldn't they technically be available? They're not doing anything. They're literally just at home. They don't have any other things to do. It's the show yeah, I mean, is not available. So I think that's on WWE. The WWE as an entity should be stripped of the title. Wow, and it could go to any other promotion. Yeah. Like if NWA runs a show, they could just they could just take the universal title. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I've already split the straw enough, and you've just came in and gone a whole other <laughs> level with it. So, yes, it, look, this is a big time for boosting your combined days as champion. So, this is major results ahead. You know that, right? 
Because Daniel Bryan, I believe he's been maybe a one-time IC champ, maybe. Because I think he had it he had to retire as IC champ. He missed out on some days there, Jeremy. It's time to catch up. Get the belt now. Hold it through to God December when this stuff's done. Right? That's the way I'm looking at it. <laughs> Uh, anything else on the, the the Raw Tag Team Titles, Street Profits, Austin Theory, Angel Garza? Any any thoughts on this? Austin Theory is he good? He's the next John Cena, according to according to literally everyone on my timeline, and I I, I have not seen enough of Austin Theory to be a great judge of him. Honestly, he's just. No. He has the look, and so people just want to associate him with John Cena, and I'm just like, maybe, but that that's pretty that's a pretty big weight considering who John Cena is, and considering that the way WWE books things. Yeah, I mean the look is a dangerous that's a dangerous skill set to to um to study because Riddick Moss has a pretty good look, and based on my timeline, no one is uh, no one is too keen on poor Riddick, so. I assume Austin Fury has had many great matches that I have not seen elsewhere because I'm not a true wrestling journalist, Jeremy. I don't actually watch any of this. You this haven't stuff, watched his stuff and Evolve. You're missing no. out on some three-star classics from Austin Theory. Wow. That was a big shot from you. I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving that there, but I have not seen anything yet. He's definitely one of those guys that hasn't found himself as a personality. That's fair, right? I mean, he just doesn't seem to have any idea what he is right now. He is very young, though. This is a big spot for him. I mean, it's not. It's not a big spot. Oh, it's an empty arena WrestleMania match. But, <laughs> like, in theory, theory, um, this is a big spot. Yeah, and I totally <laughs> meant it. Um, it is a big spot for him to lose in a tag title challenge and not be seen again on the main roster for approximately three years. Uh, yeah, I, that's the thing. I don't know if he's if he's going to stay on Raw. I, I don't know if anybody's going to be doing anything, but... If things were normal, you know, would he just go back to NXT and keep this feud going with Isaiah Scott? Like, I, I have no idea what, what I think with. Zelina said he was a free agent, which suggested that she had signed him to a Raw contract. So maybe he's up. Maybe it's like sometimes they do those call-ups. They do it with Mandy Rose where they like someone's intangibles and they'll just – not use their own system that they've built and just bring them up and drop them into the fire. They do this often, actually. They do it with Liv Morgan, kind of, too, because she was on NXT TV, but they didn't do anything particularly with her. And then they were like, she's up as a heel, which she never did on NXT TV. So it could be one of them situations. Yeah, but we don't know the, the details of the contract. She might have just signed signed into a 30-day contract to you know True. fill that roster spot while Andrade is out. We see that all the time in, in other leagues. She is a good GM, too. I don't think she'd lock down any kind of contract on Austin Fury. Too much got, unknown. She's got to worry about the salary cap as well. Andrade, I mean, his cap his cap hit increased with the U.S. title. Calling up Garza. Garza's a former cruiserweight champion. Like, that's that's a big cap. Selena, she, she isn't working. She's a uh, small market player here. You know, she doesn't have the Paul Heyman budget. She, no. She's... Zelina Vega is the uh, the Portland Trailblazers. So actually, their yeah. their roster cap is huge because they spent <laughs> a bunch of money on trash players. Um, oh, wow! wow. Look, Hassan Whiteside's not good. Right? Okay, He's I not agree. Good. I agree. Yes, yeah, <laughs> not good at all. But but Zelina, you know, she she's the Spurs essentially, and the, the Spurs, you know, they don't have the same kind of cap as the as the Lakers. Lakers you just go out there and spend a bunch of money. 
the Spurs got to be a little bit more diligent, and they're still tossing contracts to DeRozan and Aldridge. So that yeah. that's where Zelina's at. I must say, I do think it's interesting that Heyman has such a big cap and he has such a famed like franchise. But since releasing Curtis Axel, he has not signed one other person. He never fills out a complete roster. They never even enter the league. And we just still, you know, he's just sitting there waiting for it, I guess. I don't know. It seems like he was put off by the Curtis Axel experiment. I mean, Heyman goes with the tried and true guys. He's not going to – he might have the big cap space. He's not just going to toss – he's not the Knicks. He's not just tossing out these contracts to random – to Taj Gibson. Like, hey, we need a fifth power forward in here. Let me pay Taj Gibson $15 million a season. Like, Heyman's yeah. not doing that. He's he's smart about this stuff. He's like, I'm going to get established talent. I'm going to keep them for as long as I can. And then once it's time to move on, I'm going to bring in more established talent. Yeah, and he, he always has Shelton Benjamin on a minimum every single year. <laughs> just in case just in case something happens and he needs Shelton, he brings him in. That's that's good GM, and he knows his guys. He has a, you know, a, a tight group there that he can go to at any time. Um, but, yeah, that's our NBA talk for the last three weeks. That's all we've managed. Tough times. What else is on this card, Jeremy? Any other really exciting matches? Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley. Alistair Black wins in three seconds with the fade to black. Black Mass. What's his finish? Black Mass. Black Mass. (laughs) Hang on, no. What's fade to black? I don't know. That's a movie does, isn't it? If it's not, it should be. I think they're both movies he does, but we just... I'm pretty sure Black Mass is his finisher. Okay. I'll be very angry if they beat Bobby Lashley in three seconds, Jeremy. I'm still I'm still part of Team Lashley, right? He retweeted my article once, so I have to be loyal. I think it's very sad that Lana is his manager, though. But Lana's you know going to be honestly, the highlight of this match. Honestly, this match could be rather cool. Unfortunately, it's been severely hamstrung. And when I mean hamstrung, I mean legitimately we have not seen Lashley in about a month. So... That, that level of hamstring. This is very tough sell. Lashley should go over clean in about five minutes with a spear, <laughs> followed by that submission he used to do in TNA when he had all the belts. Um, and we get on track. We finally get back on the path we've been waiting to do here since his strike force run 10 years ago. And we're building to um, Lashley and Brock Lesnar, right? That's a big match. Lashley's mentioned once or twice he wants to have that match. Lashley is... It's always talked about since coming <laughs> back, and it... It doesn't feel close, and I'm pretty sure it's never going to happen. Do you remember when he beat Roman at a pay-per-view with the spear and then the next night lost to Roman and just did absolutely nothing on top of the card ever again? I remember that. That was fun. Yeah. I don't know, man. Him and Brock actually was like a legit match I desperately wanted to see at one point. And I look back on that fault thinking there was something wrong with me because everything that they have done for him in WWE has made me not really care about that match at all. But I was convinced I wanted to see it. And I think I still do. I do actually legitimately like Lashley very much. He's just done... It's just not been a good fit. Let's put it that way. It's not been a good fit. They've tried some different things. It's not a good fit for Bob. Lana's going to be great in this match. She's going to yell and scream and do TikTok dances. And it's just going to be amazing. She's going to be the star of this match. You're going to remember Lana more than you remember Black... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Or Lashley after this match. I'll probably remember none of it, <laughs> to be honest. But you know what? This is an example of any other promotion. Bobby Lashley versus Aleister Black is like a major match. And on in this mess, and it's not a mess. Like, look, there's a reason it's a mess. I understand. It's not Chris. And I'm just saying... In this card, this match is like the absolute non-factor, right? And so this is... these are two great top, like, they're great talents, man. And I, I don't think that's a criticism of booking. It's just, it, it's an example of how weird WrestleMania is this year. Is that fair? This match is just nothing. This is by far, when they announced this match, I was just like, so they're just doing this to get these guys on the show, right? Yeah. Because there's been no link to them at all throughout any of, any part of their career. It's just Black <laughs> yeah. and Lashley, like. That's and they're trying to sell it as like, oh, two guys looking for a fight. Bobby Lashley hasn't been on television for a month. I don't know what he's looking for. He's looking for the the studio right now. But it's just, I I don't get it. This, this is a match where do? this is probably a good thing that they put it on the performance center because if it was actually on Mania oh. in this form, like it would have been. I mean, it's gonna be dead regardless. But it would have really been dead. Am I wrong for saying that the last thing Lashley did was like get rolled up by our troop, or did he beat our troop after that? One or the other, right? Lashley was in the the little mountain tournament in Saudi, wasn't he? Yeah, our okay. truth rolled him up. Oh, <laughs> that's my last memory of Lashley. Then, that, yeah. Okay, he's looking for a fight. That makes sense. Then, why he's, <laughs> one. he's been away for a month waiting to get back our truth. But yeah, it's a weird scenario. And look, let's be honest: if they had had four weeks to build this up, it still would have been like a dead match on WrestleMania, just because of the reality of this situation. Even if it was in a stadium and everything was normal, this match would still be not a big deal. But such is life. I'm sure it will be enjoyable for it is. Um, Bob over in five. <laughs> King Corbin and Elias. Give oh, me your one-sentence preview. I, I have nothing, Jeremy. I have nothing. That, that angle they did on SmackDown is one of the worst things I've ever seen on WWE <laughs> television. And I, the sound effect... Either it was a sound effect or it was the crash mat. And I'm not sure which is a worse option out of the two. When Elias hit the floor... Um, awful times a match that absolutely no one in the world needs or wants Gronkowski wanted it what are you talking about the host of Wrestlemania demanded this match I mean Gronkowski's going to be in the match he's 100% going to be the guy that wrestles the match because Elias will not wrestle this is clear oh that's your prediction I thought it was obvious is that what's what's happening I have no I have not put that much thought into what this match is going to be. I was literally oh. gonna mention the match. I thought you would say, let's move on, and I would say, Okay, let's move on and we'd move oh, on. Oh no, no, we'll stop now. We've got to go into this now. I I assume the Elias angle was to set up a scenario where like Mojo or Gronk wrestles. Am I crazy here? Maybe. I just assume that's what <laughs> WWE had a storyline update on Elias, and I think it said he was planning on wrestling, but oh. now now you've sold me on Elias coming out and just being like, yeah, singing his song, and what rhymes with Gronkowski? I don't know. I'm, I'm not, not that. No, no. <laughs> no, no we're, not, we're not that degree, I don't think, to be doing that kind of... Is this a big deal in America, Jeremy? Are we on no, ESPN every day? No. <laughs> no. no one cares. No one cares about this stuff. Like they, this is what WWE does. Like when they brought in Kane Velasquez and Tyson Fury, and it's like, look at these crossover stars who want to be part of WWE, and, and the viewership just keeps going down, and like the the everything just goes down, interest goes down. It's like, oh, we've got Gronkowski, like this big star from the NFL, and it's like, all right, like no one cares about 
any of this. Like they're just bringing these guys in just to, because they, they think people care, but I have not seen one NFL fan. I have a Patriots fan. My, my buddy is a Patriots fan. And I'm like, Hey, what do you think about Gronkowski and WWE? He's like, I heard Tom Brady signed with Miami. Or Tampa Bay, actually. He signed with Tampa Bay. Yes. It's like, I heard Tom Brady signed with Tampa Bay. It's like, okay, but Gronkowski's going to, like, he signed with WWE. He's like, I didn't know anything about this. No one no one knows about this stuff. Do you think the celebrity match is still viable and they're just choosing the wrong guys? Not choosing. Getting the wrong guys? Or is it a dead concept in general? No, I think they're getting the right guys. I, I think they don't know what to do with these guys. Because... Like, May with a Big Show was a hit, right? I'm awesome. not wrong in saying this. It was awesome. Yes. And it did do some kind of... Over here in the UK, I can't speak for here, it did, like, genuine media buzz. People loved it. They loved the tail of the tape deal, you know, and all that business. Um, That's because Mayweather was a shooter, though. True. Yeah, but, I mean, Tyson Fury was a miss. <laughs> He's a seven-foot shooter. No, I'm saying like Mayweather legitimately shot on Big Show and busted oh, right, up his okay. nose. Oh, right. I'm... <laughs> Yeah, Tyson yeah. Fury didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah. Had Tyson Fury legit punched Braun Strowman like Brock Lesnar did, then maybe it would have created some buzz. But Tyson Fury just bad. cut his badly scripted WWE promo, and Listen, that was it. If, if you think Braun's career has been tough so far, him taking a punch from Tyson Fury, a legitimate <laughs> punch, would have been the end of all of it. I can promise you that. Like, that would have been bad for everyone. But, yeah, I, you know, the celebrity deal is... I'm always hesitant to comment on these things, Jeremy, because the truth is... I have no idea what people in the real world are talking about. So I will not shoot any tweets about my lack of knowledge about Mr. Gronkowski because for all I know, many people are excited about it. But now that you've told me this, I can just tweet away, right? No one cares apparently. So what does it matter? No, no, no one. See, the thing the thing with the, the crossover appeal is, especially with the NFL, there aren't that many guys with like these big personalities. And so Gronkowski stands out. Like, all right, people know Tom Brady. People know Patrick Mahomes. Like, they, they know the stars, Cam Newton. They like they know these people, but they're also behind a helmet, and they, they give these cliche answers at press conferences and, you know, these cliche interviews. And Gronkowski doesn't do any of that. And so when he does it in the NFL setting, it stands out. You go to WWE, and okay, like, Gronkowski's, like, dancing like a fool, but then you see Otis, like, pretty much doing the same thing, and it's like, what makes yeah. this guy any different than Otis? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, that's the thing with, like, a boxer, at least, everyone knows they're legit tough, I guess, but then you need to have a certain level of name value to make it even worthwhile. Tyson Fury was nowhere near popular enough in America to be coming out and doing something with WWE for anyone care. There is no boxers right now that would be a big deal. Who is an, is there any athlete out there that you'd be like, he would be real fun in a WWE WrestleMania match? If, is there anyone? If Giannis, see, Giannis doesn't have the personality. Oh and my I don't god. know how big. Oh my god. But. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I mean, Giannis just. Looking at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the physical look of Giannis mm -hmm. would be pretty amazing uh, in a WWE ring. Like. I'm sure LeBron would be a big deal. Like it, it's LeBron. We know yeah. LeBron. LeBron was in ringside WWE with his flip phone in like 2003 or whatever it was. Like Le LeBron would be a big deal, but I, I don't know how well he would be in that setting. You could get some actors. I think there's some good actors you could do. Like the Stephen Amell stuff was good. It, you know, they they put him in some mid card stuff, but like it I wasn't. Did, yeah. He at least 
held his own and it wasn't like a complete embarrassment. You can get Vin Diesel in here to do something. Like, that, that might... Oh, let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> uh, you, you look, yesterday, I allowed the Fast and Furious talk to go, and I let it go. I'm not having Vin Diesel on Monday Night Raw. I've, I watch enough bad stuff. But what I would like to say is, you expected me to have one sentence on Elias and Corbin. We've turned it into a whole other avenue of conversation. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it here. I have no more comment on celebrity wrestling, but I will say... I'm glad to know that no one else cares about Gronk and it's not just a Brit thing. I'm very happy about that. That's because you, you've you've spoiled this match for me and now Gronkowski... By the way, we don't have any spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. But you're, you're saying Gronkowski's going to be in this match. I I didn't even think of that, so... Okay. I hope you're I wrong. I thought everyone did. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure I'm not alone, but fair enough. I'm glad I, I'm glad I could help you out with that, but it'll probably be Mojo. So there's that. Mojo ruling. Uh, Otis and Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler finally gets his big singles match at WrestleMania. It's against Otis. Mandy might be in a corner, but she doesn't want to be an object. Sonya might be there. Tucker might be there. The glorious Bobby Roode might be there. Who knows? Match starts. Tucker comes out and says, Otis, look at the big screen. This happens, that happens. It's revealed that someone sent bad text that meant Otis turned up late to his date. Dolph's very surprised that his plan has been spoiled. Turns around, Otis hits one of his moves. One, two, three, we'll move on. Happy? Do you think Ali is involved? Why? Well, you, you notice they've been, maybe you haven't noticed, but they've no. been running, they've been running that little email flash gimmick on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. You've seen that, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. It's always during Dolph Ziggler segments. So, has this was pointed out by me to people smarter than me who pay more attention to me than this stuff but it's always during Dolph Ziggler segments and it's an email uh, icon so what if Ali assuming it's Ali maybe it's not but we're just gonna go with this assumption what if Ali has just been emailing Otis and he's got all the dirt on this and Otis checks his email before this match and he, he finds out the truth I mean if they want to do an Ali Dolph feud, why didn't why couldn't they have just done an Ali Dolph feud? I'm confused. What's why, the hook why is for that though? There's no hook. You gotta have emails. We just previewed Bobby Lashley, Alistair Black, <laughs> what, like a minute ago. I don't... Sure, man. I didn't know it always was when Dolph was on TV. That's kind of weird. Hmm. Maybe it's gonna be. Well, like, let, let me give you some homework for tonight's SmackDown, Joe. Watch it very closely <laughs> when Dolph Ziggler's on screen for the email gimmick to pop up. Okay, I mean, sure. Look, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. It's, it's an angle more than a match. It'll be fun when Otis is with Mandy, and then so it'll be it'll turn into something it shouldn't be, and people will be creeped out by it. I'll be avoiding that whole conversation, Jeremy. You'll be glad to know. <laughs> I'll just I'll just smile. I'll look the other way and move on with my life. But it look, this is the kind of stuff I have to be clear about. This. this whole angle is very WWE, and they should do more stuff like this. I do not like it. I do not care about any of it, but it is actually things that people react to when they're in the att attendance in the arena. Um, and it has got them over, I guess, right? It's got the people involved over, kind of, sort of, maybe. Hasn't Mandy Rose been involved in more memorable angles in her entire WWE run than Bailey? I mean, assuming this is one of the memorable angles, right? This I have no idea what the other one is. That you're Naomi, where she where she tried to steal uh, Jay Uso from Naomi, 
In Bailey's defence, which is a phrase I never wanted to say on this show, <laughs> she has been in an angle with Sasha Banks for about 12 years, so it's hard to break out of that angle while still doing it. She also had the This Is Your Life, which is certainly memorable. If nothing else is memorable. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty even on bad angles, to be fair, I would say. What came of the one with Naomi? Did anything happen? I, I don't recall. I think Naomi beat her up in a hotel room, and like that was the end of it. Fair enough, makes sense. Good play, good uh, payoff there. So, I um, look. I think Mandy's position in the roster is is tough for them to gauge, and I think they're probably best doing stuff like this if they want her on TV. Because frankly, I have perhaps reached um, enough firearm desire to take matches for a while. So, the more stuff like this, fine, do it. And if she gets over, she gets over. Because frankly, she has not got over at all. Hell win this whole time. So, look, this has been fine, and people will enjoy it, I guess, when they do the big. I assume Otis is actually going to get with Mandy here, right? We're not going to do some kind of Dolph Superkick one, two, three. Uh, dinner, are we? Um, have you have have you ever watched this show, Joe? You ever watched WWE? Yeah, true. Maybe I don't know. John Cena is going to come in and just steal Mandy from everybody. I would usually agree with you, but he's wrestling Dolph, and it's like. Dolph is never allowed to look cool, good, or in any way, that's shape, or form. Like, he's getting beaten up here and losing Mandy Rose. That's what's happening, and that's fine. It's a WrestleMania moment, Jeremy. Mark it down. <laughs> uh, speaking of Bailey, SmackDown women's title match, how big is the party going to be at the Holbert household when Tamina becomes the SmackDown women's champion? It's going to be very big. I want to go back to Otis quickly. In 20 years, when Otis has an action figure in the, in the WWE <laughs> Legends line, the back of the box, it'll be like, moment to remember, Otis wrestles Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania. And, and you'll read it and go, Joe told me that was going to be a WrestleMania moment. Because I'm telling you, I see a lot of people very excited about the heavy machinery. There's, a, there's only so much you can get out of this stick. So I wanted to go back to that and just get that one bim because you were talking about Tamina and Bailey and Sasha and all that stuff. I've spoken enough about it, Jeremy. I'm done with it. Five-pack, six-pack, all good fun to me. Let's go, Dana Brooke. Or Tamina. Take Tamina. You go. <laughs> yeah, Dana Brooke's not in the match anymore. Um, yes. If it, I kind of want, I like to watch the world burn sometimes. I hope Bailey or Sasha is just eliminated early and we, we don't even get a sniff of those two and people just completely freak out. Yeah, but I think there's an idea there. I'm not actually doing a bit here. I'm being, I'm in as sincere as possible. I think I mentioned this last week. Or earlier this week. Well, I think there is something to Bailey being eliminated early. Yes. And then Banks being able to wrestle the match as she normally would without any kind of um, what's going on here deal. Because the thing is, she has to wrestle the match that way. Bailey's not there to be with, right? So she just wrestles when she wins the title. And then you end up with a position where Bailey expects the belt. You know, it's that kind of deal. There's something there because everyone's expecting it to just come down to them too. And that, that's even more predictable than what we just laid out. <laughs> no, see, I want Bailey to be eliminated early. Sasha wrestles the whole thing, and then Lacey Evans wins the title. Yeah, yeah, Lacey <laughs> Evans winning the title is peak the world burning stuff, yeah. right? Because I am good at pretending I like stuff to upset other people. Lacey Evans is a step far. <laughs> like I really wanted to do that bit with Lacey Evans, and I just could. I mean, I realize it every time she does a promo. I just realize I can't do it. I can't do that bit with her. It's too far gone for me. So, yeah, Lacey winning would be hilarious. 
I think we're going to see uh, the legit boss leaving with the SmackDown Women's title, Jeremy. I hope Naomi wins. Remember when Naomi came back and everyone was just convinced it was setting up for this WrestleMania yeah. moment because it was her hometown and everything? Yeah. And now she's just a complete afterthought in this match. I remember reading, like, there was some report Brodus Clay was going to be at WrestleMania. Yeah, Brodus like, Clay and um, Cameron. Yeah, and everyone was like, well, cash the checks, folks. It's coming, WrestleMania. Yeah. That feels like a long time ago, right? Um, Naomi winning would be cool, I guess. I think Banks is going to win. Who cares at this point? It's a fatal five-way. Honestly, I'm not trying to be mean here, but it is what it is. When you, look, the truth is no world title would ever be defended in a six-pack challenge or fatal five-way at WrestleMania, ever. These women's titles, the goal is always to get them in some kind of match that could be on a marquee. And through no fault of the talent, even though I don't love everything that's happened with them individually from a performance point of view, there's just never been a plan for this, right? And people can say it was supposed to be Bailey and Banks, but she got injured. They didn't. They had a lot of chances to do that, okay? This was never going to be anything important. They left to the last minute. They just threw them all in one match, including Tamina, who isn't even on SmackDown. <laughs> so it's just bad, and I don't think it deserves any attention. However, there is another women's title match, Jeremy, which you're about to get to, I'm sure, or you're leaving it for last, yes. that has received an incredible build-up, months of build-up. Right? That's what you're going to tell me. Go ahead. I, I, I left it for last because it's the main event. The True. women's tag team title match, the Kabuki Warriors against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Honestly, the best built feud during these performance center shows. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking, I was thinking about this and I was wondering if I was too close to it. And I was like, I actually think this has been done like relatively well. Considering, and obviously the truth is, it's had to be because three of the people involved could make it to the PC, I guess. So that's the way it is. Um, but yeah, this has been fun, right? I've enjoyed it. The Asuka Alexa deal was fun. Alexa cut a good promo. Asuka keeps shouting, and it's very funny. Um, I love it. I honestly, I think this is assuming that things eventually get back to normal within like the next few months. Okay, I legitimately think if they can't get some semblance of a good feud out of these two teams. I don't know where you go. And I honestly mean that. It's not me joking or anything. If you can't get anything good out of this as a program, like I don't know what these belts are even for. Because here you have two good teams that are dynamic. They have personality. They're capable of having a good match. You've got them over to an extent. Like Where do you go from here if this isn't good in some way? I like your idea that Bliss and Cross win and then... And we don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of yeah. weeks. Even if we don't know what's going to happen, record them at home doing stuff and just like Skype chatting with each other and yeah. checking in on each other. Like whatever you want to do. It's It would seem very easy to get good just segments and vignettes out of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. They play off each other well. They have good chemistry. Their, their personalities are the same but so different that it works. And it just seems very easy to to just get content out of them. Yeah. They've done so little as far as vignettes for these two. When they first got together, they had a few months where every single week they were on TV in a vignette with each other. And this was when, like, it wasn't clear if Nikki was being used. Do you remember that right. time? Where right. it was like a, they were, every week they would have something backstage, and they've not done anything like that since. To me, again, you know, if everything was as, as normal, the idea of them as touring champs is amazing. Because you never have to watch the matches per se, right? But like 
them going to an NXT UK show to defend the tag titles and all we got on SmackDown is a vignette of them on that trip. That's gold stuff. That's five minutes that gets the belts on TV. And all you have to do, this is what really frustrates me about this conversation is someone will inevitably go, you only have this many teams. Pair some women up. For goodness <laughs> sakes, it's not that hard. We all understand the situation, man. You're not going to have teams that have been together for 10 years. We get that. But Electra and Nikki were thrown together, and they've made something of it, right? Asuka and Kyrie were thrown together. So I think pair people up, let Electra and Nikki float from brand to brand until you get comfortable with the idea of whatever the eventual split angle is. There's no rush on that for me. So, yeah, I think you do the title change here. I just don't know. Obviously, we don't know when things will be back. But when they are back, that's the way i do it. I think vignette heavy, have them just float around brand to brand. That's the problem is WWE doesn't know how to go vignette heavy with champions who are actually present. I mean, Matt Hardy pitched this when him and Bray Wyatt were champions. Like, mm. just let us do a bunch of vignettes. No one wants to see us wrestle these five-minute matches every yeah. week. Like, it's the same thing. Like, I'd much rather watch Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross wrestle five-minute matches than Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. But it, but it's the same kind of deal. Just let them do a bunch of vignettes. Maybe you wrestle once every two weeks and or once every three weeks but otherwise look your touring idea is, is great because you get the titles on every single show that way with, with a new vignette mm-hmm. just just do something like that the champion doesn't always have to wrestle this is why i actually like brock lesnar as the champion because he's not wrestling every week and these matches do feel like a big deal when he's yeah there. no 100 and i think you know the, the deal with electra nikki is I think in a different circumstance, they could actually be a legitimately very good tag team. I think versus Asuka and Kairi Sane, like, that can be a feud that's a real feud, a wrestling feud, okay? A real one with long, like decent length matches and promos back and forth. But the way that they do tag team wrestling, I just think it would be better off going vignette heavy and trying to get personalities across. Because Alexa and Nikki, if you watch any of their like dot-com stuff, there's a whole world of potential there that we haven't yeah. even touched on TV. So... That would be my route. Kabuki Warriors are the most talented team that's ever held those titles. But oh, shots they... fired. Look, come on. We all win. <laughs> okay? Um, but there is, they've hit, you know, there's nothing left to do there. And it also feels like they want Asuka as a singles. They also feels like they want Electra as a singles, but look, something has to be sacrificed. You made the belts now, right? you got to do something here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe th- this is why they're going to put the SmackDown women's, t- SmackDown women's title on Lacey Evans. Because they're going to pair Sasha and Bayley back up, and they're going after the tag titles. Yeah. Um, that'd be very bad for me. That'd be <laughs> real. If I get an Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross tag title reign and it's immediately surrounded by the Sasha Bayley thing, I'll be like, oh no, this is the worst idea of all. <laughs> Kyrie, is Kyrie saying re signed with WWE? What's the deal with Kyrie saying? Do I... anyone know? No, the the new stuff is very weird right now because I don't know what to believe half the time since it's a lot of secretive stuff going on mm-hmm. and it's a lot of people just not wanting to say a whole lot. And, and you can't get to a lot of people. Like, you'd think everybody would be accessible, but no one knows everything right now. Like, they're, you know, people aren't backstage, like, talking to each other like yeah. they typically would be. So there's less that's coming out and reporters um not not that i'm one of them with any type of inside scoops outside of the aew power rankings which has all the scoops but you know there's there's just less coming out and less to trust like we've seen reports from from various people over these past few weeks where it's like all right 
did that actually happen? Is that true? We've seen a lot of corrections and stuff. I, I can't tell you how many websites I've visited to be like, eh, this actually didn't happen. We got to correct our story. And it's like, all right, well, yeah. I don't know if Kyrie Sane has resigned. She was apparently in Japan because she got married at the end of February. And with everything happening, there was some restrictions with, with getting her back for some of the tapings. But she was she was at WrestleMania, so she, she did do that match. As far as we I know. just thought it was, I thought it was interesting just because if, you know, in a, in a world where she's leaving soon, you would sense this is where that ends, that team. Because I think the Io thing is, was the one who was potentially leaving soon. There was talk about both contracts. It's a whole thing. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, believe it or not, Jeremy, I don't know the details. <laughs> but I remember people saying, like, there wasn't certain about her deal. Either way, I don't think there's a lot of legs left in this team in the way that they have this division constructed. I just don't. I don't know what... I'm not saying the team can't continue. I would love for it to continue. I just don't think it will. Um, so wherever that goes... And that's the problem, right? That's why the Touring Champs thing is the way, because there are no good teams left for them to wrestle after, unless we do what you said, which is not going to happen, I hope. <laughs> Please. So, yeah, this is... um The build for this has been better than I expected it to be. It's an actual two-on-two -two match, which is fun. Hopefully it doesn't suck. That's my preview. I I think it'll be as good as it can be in that environment because there's at least good enough personalities with, with all four of them yeah. that they can make yeah. it work. I mean, Nikki Cross alone will bring enough energy to, to carry Man, things. I think Nikki Cross is a great reminder that sometimes wrestling is actually kind of simple. And as a baby face, you know we all hate the thing where WWE makes every baby face fun-loving? If you throw yourself into it enough, you become immediately likable. Nikki yeah. Cross is proof of that, right? Like, she has so much energy that I don't see how someone could watch her and not have a reaction in any way. Like, she's just, she's simplified pro wrestling and she's got a character over here that is absolutely nothing like the character, really, that she had in NXT. I think it's better, but either way, it's just an example of character work, you know? So I think she's tremendous, but she's actually made Alexa the straight man of the team. Which is wild. Like Alexa's got all this personality, and she's just the she's just the straight man to Nikki's comedy. The the having fun thing was ruined by the whole JBL and Cole. He's having fun, Michael, and you know. Meanwhile, like all oh, the big dogs having fun now is like he's just doing a spear and a Superman punch. It's just it's just wrestling like Roman Reigns. Like Nikki Cross really is. Like she looks like she's out there and like actually having fun <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it works that that she's having fun like every other time they say it, it's like th this person is just like wrestling their normal match like they're not doing anything differently yeah i, I get i think you're right it's, it's because it doesn't feel like branding with nikki cross she's just so fired up about everything i mean her with michael cole my god that was wonderful right michael cole looked terrified of nikki cross <laughs> and she was like hugging him and it was great i enjoyed it but um yeah, we got about 10 minutes of discussion out of that match, right, Jeremy? We did enough there, didn't we? We, we, didn't... we got way more discussion out of this entire show of matches that are going to last, like, five minutes each and we're not going to remember <laughs> the next day than I ever I just, thought we would. I wanted to make sure that, you know, after standing down the troops in the March Madness tournament, I did my part and I discussed this match with the respect it deserves after totally dismissing the SmackDown Women's title match. I focused on the important things. Um, WrestleMania is two days this year, Jeremy. I don't know if you've heard it. It's too big. Too big for one night. 
And I think it's going to be a spectacular show. That's my prediction, Jeremy. I think on Monday morning, you're going to log on to Twitter.com and everyone's going to be saying, when their backs are against the wall, <laughs> WWE comes out fighting. And that's what the takeaway will be from this show. Smiles on faces and backs against the wall. Um, we will be back on Tuesday to uh, recap WrestleMania. Our schedule changes a little bit next week and moving forward. We're going to do shows on Tuesday, our usual show on Thursday, though we'll be switching format for next week to, uh, for WrestleMania. And, and we might be switching formats altogether if we don't have yeah. any wrestling to talk about uh, <laughs> beginning next week. Uh, so we'll be back Tuesday and Thursday. Might have a bonus show on Saturday. We're trying to work out the schedule. Joe's got to go outside and clap for things at weird times. I don't understand <laughs> that whole ordeal, but the, this has thrown off our entire schedule here. Um can follow Joe on Twitter at JoeHolbert5. He will have the finals for the WWE March Madness tournament up. That will be up shortly after this show. You can vote all weekend through WrestleMania. So you can watch WrestleMania. You can cast your vote. You can, you know, everyone's going to vote for Daniel Bryan anyway. Try to swing it. Just if you were going to vote for Bryan, vote for AJ. And just see what wow. happens. That's one way of approaching the, yeah. pro the, the promotion, right? Just telling people to vote for. I'm with you. I don't have no problem with it. <laughs> um, Joe's got a bunch of features up on Fightful.com. He's got a thread on his Twitter. Drew McIntyre, Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch, Edge, Bray Wyatt. That's, that's it. You've done it. You've done it. No, you've done it. I did a bonus deal about the women's tag title match. We haven't discussed much on this show, Jeremy, so I did a little deal about that, but that was not on the Fightful. That was not a feature. That was just silliness. But yes, five features. At least two of them are good. I don't know about the rest. You tell me, but two of them are good. So enjoy those. Read about the ones you like, dislike, retweet, share, and pretend they're good. Thank you very much. Joe's features are Jordan in the finals when it comes to uh, wow. uh, efficiency. So In the 90s, right? Not Not before that. We're not talking about like... Oh, in the final. Yeah, we said final. Oh, I'm, un I'm unbeatable. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's Leave it there. Saying. I shouldn't have even asked any follow-ups. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, check out Joe's features. Uh, Sean did an interview with Kofi Kingston. We have one of the, the stories up on there about Kofi fighting Vince McMahon on a plane, which I'm sure that was a, a wild times. I posted a video of all the cuts of Triple H saying we're putting smiles on faces. I don't know. That's how I spent my Wednesday instead of uh, watching these wrestling shows that I'm supposed to be watching. So tell me it was good. Tell me that I'm great at uh, iMovie, but I'm not. And you can follow me on Twitter at JeremyLambert88. Everyone, enjoy WrestleMania. And if I can say one thing about WrestleMania, it'll be a show. And it might put a smile on your face. I don't know. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.